Namaste, Dad. Do you know anything about shrines? Cause me and Seely do. Me and Luca brought Mason back to the cool, peaceful rock clearing in Anoki Woods. And Dad, it's not just a nice rock, it's a shrine. I plopped Fanta on it and read a poem that the professor gave us. And then, boom, sparkle glitter everywhere. A magical, peaceful, thankful spirit named Shaman came down. Shaman says that she's a legendary and is on the side of light. Then she cleared Els and Fanta's shadow side. And then Fanta evolved into a combuskin. Dad, I'm not making this up. It was so magical. There was that one moment, though, when Shaman said that Mason and his dad had the scent of death because they were in the distortion world. But still, so magical. All that yoga really paid off. And we are back. Woo! After your peaceful night in Holly's Honey Hut, you wake up the next morning and you see Luke is looking pretty refreshed as well. Mikey, not so much. Sure. But you all are at breakfast with Holly and you're just getting ready to go about your day and head back to the professor's place. Man, I love this honey on my biscuit, Holly. It tastes so good. Oh, yeah. I, I just put that stuff on everything. <laughs> um, I'll have honey in my coffee, too. Um... I don't think that you should... I feel like we've had this conversation. Okay, you pass, you pass. Um, so, Holly, how's it been over here? Quiet, all things quiet? Things back to normal? Yeah, things have gotten a lot better. All of the combi are back to normal. Queen Elizabeth is doing well. We haven't seen any signs of those uh, invasive Pokemon species that were here. I've done a little bit of cleaning up from the uh, havoc that was wrought. Nice, nice. Can I get a few things before we hit the road? Yeah, sure, sure. Great, and Pearl is going to get um, a fresh healer's kit, one honey, and then some Pokeballs. Great. How many and what sort of Pokeballs? What do I got? You could get some standard Pokeballs. You could get some Great Balls, Netball, Heal Ball, and Quick Ball are the other ones that she has. I'm so tempted to do a Quick Ball because if I ever saw that muck again in my life. <laughs> Ollie says, yeah, when I was doing the bit of repairs and stuff, there was a... Uh, Definitely a bit to clean up where that muck was hanging out. Oh, I believe that that beautiful, majestic creature will make sure its presence is known. Yeah, well, it certainly did here, and I could see a whole trail of sludge just going west. I'm going to do two normal Pokeballs, one honey, and a healer's kit. Okay, so all of that totaled up is going to be 850 Pokey with the friends and family discount. Love that family discount. Oh, Holly, look at this. This is new. And I pull out Oscar, and I just want Oscar to float and show off the bow tie in front of her. Why is that shroomish floating? It's the polo tie. Look at it. It's so cute. It just hovers. And I put my hand underneath the hovering. So that is not a trick. Wow. I know. I can honestly say that I have never seen anything like that. I think it's adorable. And she gives Oscar a big squeeze and some spores puff out. <laughs> Jam. Okay, back in your mouth. Well, great, Holly. It's been so good to see you. Um, it's great to see you, too, Pearl. Can I do anything else for you before you leave? How about an ice cream for the road? Done. Ice cream is the perfect compliment right after breakfast. What flavor of ice cream do you want? Ooh, I think I would like a, um, I'll have orange blossom. Coming right up, and she gives you a big old scoop for the road. Ah, here you go, Seely. Mmm. Or, 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 or. Coco? 
He emerges from behind the uh, counter. His face was just in a tub of ice cream. That sound was intense. I loved it. <laughs> oh, wow. We are definitely going to have to take a bath tonight. And he like wipes a little bit of the ice cream off. There's still a lot more. Don't go rolling in the grass. You'll just pick up everything. Pikachu. Okay, I know I gave you that thought now. <laughs> okay, Luca, Mason, are you guys ready? Yeah, we're ready to hit it. And Luca picks up, you know, a few items and stuff as well. And Mason kind of looks around, buys a couple of little small things, like a couple of Pokeballs and stuff, just as a sort of like, let me give you some business after I just stayed in your house last nice. night. <laughs> good call, good call, man. <laughs> and you all head out on the road and you make your way back to Professor Nichols and Mason's place. Great. Easy enough. It takes you a good chunk in the morning. You're on the road, but you head back there and you see that Professor Nichols is at work. He's like repairing some of the shutters right now. Hi, Professor. Don't look down. Don't fall off the ladder. I wasn't planning on Stay it. Stay focused, man. I'm trying to. Thank you so much for your input. Belay on. Belay off. That's what we say at the cruise ship when we have the big rock climbing thing. Belay on, belay off. Belay on, belay off. Don't let the rocks climb you. You climb the rocks. Wait, you had a rock wall on the on the ship? Yeah, that's normal. Sure. Sure it is. Sure. <laughs> Grew up on some kind of weird boat. Ah, uh, some may say weird boat. Others may say fantastical cruise of epic delight. So I think that you all make your way inside. Professor Nichols comes down from the ladder and you go in and you see that it seems to be cleaned up from the last time that you were here. And you all had already made progress last time. Like you'd moved the broken bits of chandelier and everything. But you see he's done a little bit more careful taking care of things, a little more uh, dusting and stuff like that, trying to make it homey again here. Wow, Mason, it's starting to look really nice in here. Cushion. And she, like, starts to bounce on the couch and steals some dust, like, <laughs> escapes from the pillows. Much like the spores emerging from Oscar, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> he says, yeah, it's starting to look more like how I remember it. So this this is good. This is good. What do you want to do? Is your dad coming down? Professor! Uh, yes, yes, Pearl, I am right here. Oh, hi, hi. Walked in behind you. What's up? How was your uh, trip? Where'd you go again? trip was great. Don't worry about it. How's your night been? Night was fine. A little restless, but uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Just adjusting. So, Professor, we got to be real with you. What's up? Take a seat. All right. Takes a seat, and I think that you all just sort of sit down in the uh, drawing room. My friend, we have reliable sources. Legendary sources, some may even say, that while you are so wonderful, your insides are a rotting heap of hot garbo. Wait, What? The distortion world, my friend, is still in you. I know, I know, it came as a shock to me as well. But we have a plan. Mason, take it away. Mason looks like really bummed out for a second, and you see that the professor does as well. He just looks like all of his like facade that he had of being cool, being good to go, just drops. And you see that he definitely looks very defeated. I turn to see him and I go, tough crowd, tough crowd. I thought maybe if I'd be like super positive, maybe that would help, but that didn't go really, really very well. Or maybe if I would just like confront the issue straight on. The professor just turns to Mason and he says, did anything happen to you last night? 
Mason's like, I, I mean, I didn't sleep super well, but uh, outside of that, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then actually, Yalmask sort of pops up and is like, yeah. Pearl also goes, yeah. And he just starts looking around, ping back, <laughs> back and forth to them. Professor Nichols says, yes, I was um, looking over notes and doing more research last night, and uh, there was a, an incident. I don't think that the cleanse tag can fully contain the spiritum indefinitely. And Mason says, yeah, so, um, Dad, I lied to you yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I lied. I'm sorry I lied to you. We did go where we were saying we're going. We went to this shrine in the woods that you didn't want to go to, but I'm sorry. And I just, it was just a lot. And this, yeah, this legendary Pokemon told me I smelled like death. And uh, Dad, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it out, man. Let it out. Let it all hang out there. Yeah, that was good. That was good. She just... It was this Pokemon called Shaman, and she said that we smell like death, and we gotta we got the distortion world, and we got we gotta take we gotta take the, uh, the keystone back to the tomb. I gotta find something called a wishes heart. And the professor's like, okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. Yeah, 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 calm down. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I, I'd like to imagine Pearl just in the middle, like. Oh yeah. <laughs> just being totally. a mediator, she thinks. Yes. The professor says, okay. All right. Okay, all right. So maybe a little more calmly this time. Where did you go yesterday and what happened? I got this, Mason. And Pearl relays everything that happens. And it all happened when I got my pokey gear. The end. He just sort of takes that in for a moment after you speak and he says, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he goes and runs to the library really quick and he returns with a book. You saw it in his study that led down to the stairs. You just sort of made a quick note of it as you were tossing books all willy-nilly. But he's got Otherworldly Pokemon, Truth and Legend by Professor Delaney Bloodwood. And he, like, flips through it and he says, yes, wait, so Shaman is who you spoke to. Yeah, she was adorable. Look, I have her flower. Interesting. Interesting. So if you spoke to Shaman, then... Hold on, he, he looks through and he says, okay, so, yes, okay, so th there are there are four, uh, according to legend, there are four guardians of the, the light, essentially. <coughs> and Shaman is one of them. <coughs> and if she told you that we need a, a, a wishing star, <coughs> then we've got to find that. And then I, I guess we have to find Jirachi. <coughs> you got it, man, that's right! And Mason says, yeah, but I, before we do that, we got to take the keystone back to the Tomb of Sorrows because that's a, a whole other thing. Like, do, do, we, we, we can't do that until we've cleansed the other place or something. Uh, it was kind of confusing, but I, I think that we got to deal with that before we can, like, fully get whatever distortion world, whatever it is, out of us. Well, what if me and Luca help you? You guys have to be the ones to take it to the Tomb of Sorrow, or maybe me and Luca take it. I suppose. I mean, we're willing to help you guys. Like, you know, we're not going to um, desert you. I mean, sure, I got hopes and dreams and plans, but, like, this is important. You, you would do that? Yeah, totally, man. Just because you smell like death and garbo doesn't mean I'm leaving you. I have very strong tolerance for smell. Well, I don't know, um... Dad, what do you think? 
Professor Nichols thinks for a moment. He says, well, if Shaman didn't say that we specifically had to take it to the tomb, then maybe there is a way that we can divide and conquer. If we figure out where we can A, find a wishing star, and B, find Jirachi, if we do that, and if you're able to, I mean, honestly, uh, it it seemed kind of silly at first to ask, but I, I don't know that we could destroy it or, or seal it away or cleanse it or, or whatever the case may be. I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a strong enough Pokemon trainer to, to beat that. And uh, as well as Yamask did before we got there, it, it was still, they needed you. Ha, <laughs> shucks. Pearl looks to Luca. What do you think, Luca? Yeah, if, if this is what we got to do to help our friends. I mean, it's not like we were really going anywhere specific anyway. So let's let's try and get there and see what we can do if we can... I mean, I got no idea how we're going to do this, but we'll figure something out. Yeah, we always do. That's kind of our thing. Yeah. I think it might even help, too, with, like, all the other shadowy Pokemon. Yes, I had that same thought as well. Uh, I don't know necessarily that me being out on the road is going to be the best thing right now, but I do think that getting the Keystone away from Mason and myself would be... A wise course of action. Well, great, guys. Uh, good, good, good. And we got, like, a garbage bag I could carry it in, or... Can I get a cool briefcase that's, like, that, that's, like, very, um, secure? Oh, please, can I get a metallic briefcase that, like, opens with my fingerprint? Oh, please! He thinks on that for a moment, and he says, I, uh, I don't have any fingerprint briefcases, but I do have... A heavy-duty carrying case with a passcode that is heavily insulated, uh, and I'm gonna slap a bunch more cleanse tags on there. But what about? Oh, oh, oh! What if we get even a pokeball and it opens only with my fingertip? Like it, it identifies with my with my um my prints, my tags. I also do like a briefcase or just a garbage bag is fine. I think that the best course of action is going to be the heavy-duty carrying case. I don't have a Pokeball that you could put it in that only opens with your fingerprint. But if I've got the heavy-duty carrying case with the passcode on it, I can then give you an extra item pod I've got lying around, like the one that the bike goes in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got an extra one of those so you don't have to carry around this big insulated lead-lined heavy-duty case. Right, because sometimes there's um, work attire, and then sometimes you just gotta have a casual Friday. Yes. Man, it's incredible when you know that you've had a vision of the future technology, but it just, technology needs to catch up to you. Pearl is the Star Trek yeah, <laughs> of <right. Kanoko>. She <laughs> sees the She sees where things are going. Cell phones? Wait a minute. Those can be real. Well, this sounds great, guys. Professor, do you have any idea of where, like, the right wishing star would be or the path to take to find it? Also, by the way, your decode of the ruins um, worked perfectly, and that's how we did have Shaman appear to us. So you're doing great on the translation aspect, bud. That's good to know. That's good to know. That's very helpful. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So we know that we are able to decode the ruins. If you find any more runes like that at any point, you can send them to me and I will... Yeah, I'll take a picture. Yes. And I'll send it to you via my pokey gear. Powder blue, baby. Send it to my email. Psh, typical. 
He pulls out his pokey gear and it's very similar to Mason's where it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't get like good uh, pictures on okay, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries, no worries. <laughs> I just imagine right now this is so bad, but like Pearl is somehow changed quickly once she started talking about the briefcase and stuff into a black turtleneck with round rimmed glasses and has somehow balded and is just looking like Steve Jobs up in here. <laughs> <laughs> With her fancy technology. Oh my gosh. Man, I got so many other ideas, Professor. Look, look at my notebook. And she opens up just a little notebook that has mostly doodles. But look, look, that's a little pod that will keep us flying. Oh, have you seen this invention? Boom. And she shows the bolo tie to him. Well, that's not a new invention. That's a bolo tie. Yeah, but look. And I put my hand underneath. Technology, right? And then she puts everything away. Oh, wait. It wasn't like a sketch of a bolo tie. It was like you actually brought out Oscar yeah, with yeah. the bolo. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, what? Why is that? What? What's going on? You're not ready, man, she says. And then she takes off her glasses and throat neck. <laughs> You're just not ready. Where did you find a bolo tie? Shh. And she puts her finger to his lips. Don't worry about it. You're not, you're not, you're not ready. One day, you will be. That's fine. That's fine. I'm more and more coming to the realization that there are some things that I just don't need to know. I know, it's just because you're a book apologist. It's a big thing for me to have that sort of light bulb moment. But uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, so it sounds like we have a plan. Yeah, so, well, I don't know. So I, if we're doing that and you're, wait, how, how do we want to go about this? And, and Professor Nichols says, all right, so here's what I think might be our best course of action. Pearl, Luca, if you all can take the keystone back to the tomb of sorrows in shemeji town shemeji and lock it away seal it away cleanse the tomb whatever that entails do that meanwhile mason and i will go about seeing a how we can get our hands on a, a wishing star whatever that is and we'll try to figure out where we can find jirachi Kirachi sounds like Sarachi. Okay, um, that sounds great. You have my word, you have my honor, you have my pledge. And she pounds her heart. Um, but do I have anything? Was there any key information I'm forgetting about the star that would help them? No, I don't think that you were missing any key information. It was very cryptic. It's like, find a wishing star and find the one who can grant your wish. But there wasn't like, it's here. And I was like, shaman, dude, how? Girl, help, help a sister out. <laughs> And she was like, don't worry, you already know it's inside of you. You got here. I'm like, sweet, but like, mm, we human. We need specifics. <laughs> we thrive on these specifics. The only sort of hint that you had to go on as far as where Jirachi is, is just that Shaman said that the Shrine of Wishes is to the east. Okay, I tell him that. Professor Nichols says, well, here's what I think our best course of action is for you and me, Mason. Yeah, what's up, Dad? I think that you're the Pokemon trainer here. You were going to go on your journey anyway. If you start looking, you know, go go east, try and find this shrine. If you see anything about a wishing star along the way, great. But I think that you should go go on your adventure and and get stronger and get away from this keystone. I think that you should put a great distance between you and it until this is all sorted out. After my incident last night, I, I don't think that it's wise for any of us to be anywhere near it. 
But if you do that, I'll stay here and I will do all of the research I can. I will go over all of my books. I will exhaust every resource I have to try and figure out the location of the shrine and if we can find a wishing star or what that even is, actually. And we'll figure this out. Yeah, okay, Dad, that sounds good. Uh, me and Yamask, we can do that. Yeah. All right, I guess this is where we part ways, guys. Looks like it. Yeah, um, thanks, Pearl. Thanks, Luca. Don't worry. As we always say on the ship, cast today, sail away. Cast tomorrow. Don't worry about the borrow. Until we meet again, good friend. She pledges her heart one more time. Luca says, yeah, I've, uh, I've been thinking about what Shaman said yesterday with that whole, uh, you know, just because we don't travel together doesn't mean that we're not you know, with each other. we got the same goal. We're, we're all a team, even if we're spread all kinds of ways. We got this. <laughs> totally. And you got my number now. Yes, everybody's got everybody's number. And Mason says, well, all right, I think that I'm going to get all my stuff sorted and I'll head out soon. And I'll see you guys on the road sometime. I'll call you and check in and we'll make sure that we're all doing okay. But I guess this is it, huh? Yeah, this is it, man. But like, like, like what? Cast the day, sail away. Come tomorrow. Don't be a borrow. And she just gives him a big hug. She goes, it's going to be okay. I'll see you in like five seconds. We're going to do so much. Here. Take this rock. It's from the bullet gym. I've been carrying about 20 of them in my backpack. The professor says, oh, that reminds me. At the gym, that guy had a fossil Pokemon. Who? The, the gym leader. Oh, yeah. Mortimer. He likes cheese. I don't know how he had that. Well, he's traveled a lot. Yeah, I, I guess. I just, I've never seen a live Rampardos before. I, I thought they were... Extinct. I thought Cranidos were extinct. I, um, probably nothing. I'm probably just paranoid, but, um, huh. I told him about Team Nasty. Okay, well, if, if he seemed on the up and up, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It just struck me as curious, is all. You struck me as Pokeologist. And I think with that, you all finish your goodbyes, and you and Luca head out. Mason and Professor Daniel Nichols wave to you from the porch as you all... Go on your way. I'm definitely meaning a sandwich in, like, the buggy car. Absolutely. You rip out of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> and we definitely have the ruin. Yes, he went and he got the case and put a bunch more of the cleanse tag stickers on there and put it in the case and told you the passcode and then put the case inside the item pod and gave it to you. To be honest, before he put the case inside the item pod, I, item pod, I was like, okay, I'll put it in. And then he walked away and I just slammed it up against the wall to see how sturdy it was. <laughs> and then and then I walked up to the balcony and I threw it down the stairs really fast. <laughs> Make a strength check really quick. <laughs> Two. You scratch the paint on the wall, but you don't put a hole in the drywall. And after I drop it off the balcony, I'm like, yep, it's good. Put it in the pod. Tested and approved. And we fade on that scene.
announcements. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. Sorry for the delay on this episode. I started doing double duty this week, rehearsing a new show while we're still in performances of another. So between that and the tornado earlier this week, things have been pretty wild around here. Uh, just a heads up, for the next couple of weeks until I'm back to doing just one show again, uh, we will very likely not be posting episodes on our regular release day, but I will still be making sure that we get out one a week. So just keep an eye out on your feed, and thank you again for your patience and understanding. Now I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. I got to use my two new sets of metal dice the last time we recorded, and they roll real nice. And if you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using the promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It is great to hear what people think about the show and your feedback truly does make a difference. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both QuestCo and QuestCo Jr. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, so please, if you enjoy the show, let your friends know. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art or anything else using hashtag QuestCo Jr. or hashtag Postcard from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. Uh, we've certainly got some in this episode and in upcoming episodes. I've got my list. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Speaking of word of mouth, I mentioned this just a minute ago, uh, but if you haven't heard, Nashville and surrounding areas were hit hard by a tornado earlier this week. Thankfully, all of us here in the Quest Company family are safe and suffered little to no damage, but many folks lost a lot, if not everything. The people of Nashville have been amazing about helping each other begin to recover and rebuild, but a lot of help is still needed. So if you are financially able, it would really mean the world to us if you could donate to the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee or really any organization working to provide relief to folks in our city who desperately need it. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. This week, we want to highlight Captain Ryan's stories. You can come set sail with Captain Ryan, Brady, and Nora as they visit all kinds of interesting islands and tell stories that are great for imaginative young minds. These short stories are perfect for car rides, bedtime, or whenever. You can hear the Captain Ryan stories promo at the end of these announcements. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the fabulous artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thank you to Proto Dome for the songs Rain Prayer and May I Have This Swords Dance. Thank you to Visager for the song Factory Time. Thanks to Sir Cubworth for the song Samurai Showdown. Thanks to Sir Koto51 for Anime Fight Music Loop. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's see what awaits our heroes on the road. Thank you for joining us here on Quest Company Jr. Hi, we are Captain Ryan Stories, a kid's story podcast meant for bedtime, long car rides, or just to capture kids' attention. Come set sail with Captain Ryan, Brady, and Nora as they adventure to new places and learn life lessons along the way. We promise you'll love it. You can find us in all major podcast listening services, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. As you and Luca are driving along Route 1 once again on this familiar road, the late morning passes into early afternoon, and you all are actually about to turn onto the Bolette Bridge when you see a familiar face. You see Bailey huh? hanging out near the bridge. Hi, Bailey! Oh, hey, what's up? And then um, I like to imagine we, we sped past her, uh-huh. boom, and then it like did her hair in a cartoon style, and then we go in reverse and we back uh, we reverse back in. To the frame. She says, hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing much. We're just um, headed to a spot. What are you up to? Oh, well, you know, I've been still out here training and stuff. I camped out last night, and I caught some cool new Pokemon. So that's cool. Um, I was just checking out this bridge. Apparently, there's some kind of, like, event happening on the Bolet Bridge right now. And I've seen a lot of trainers, like, coming and going this morning, just kind of hanging out. And from what I've heard, there's some sort of, like, double battle thing going on and if you beat everyone there's a prize i was thinking about doing it but i gotta go heal my team up first oh that sounds really cool yeah so i don't know if you guys are doing that but you might end up having to fight some people if you want to go across the bridge on the path instead of the road or whatever yeah do you need a partner or something you said it's like a double battle what's that oh no you can use two pokemon i as far as i can tell it's seemed like individual people and it's just a, a like a different kind of battle whoa double dips Double scoops, double trouble. I like it. Cool. Well, thanks, Bailey. Yeah, you think you're gonna do it? I don't know. We'll see. She's like, well, cool, cool. Oh yeah, we're gonna do it, Bailey. Come on, I live for the ride. I live for the thrill. She says, well, awesome. Well, I I hope you get far and you get the prize or whatever it is. I might be back sometime later this afternoon or something if it's still going on. Cool. Hey, Bailey. Yeah. Can I get your poker gear number? Yeah, sure. Okay. You get Bailey's Pokegear number. So she gets on her bicycle and she says, yeah, cool. I'm going to head back to Portobello and get my team healed up. And then I uh, maybe I'll see you guys later. I don't know. Okay. Sounds good. Bye, Bailey. Bye. Luca, doesn't that sound like so much fun? Yeah, it seems pretty cool. I think that that could be a fun thing to do. I mean, we're going this way anyway. I don't know what way Mason's trying to get to, you know, whatever this shrine is. Um... If we want to take kind of a roundabout way to get to Shimeji Town or to go straight there or whatever we need to do. 
That's where the shrine is? Yeah, so, and he pulls the map out. He says, I don't know, like, if he's going east, that's where Shaman said that shrine was, right? So, like, Shimeji Town is also to the east. We just don't know how far each one of them, like, would be. Or even if it's on the same exact trajectory, but I'm just noticing that they're both kind of on the east. So do we want to, like, try to go straight there? Or do we want to give him, like, a head start to kind of get on his way before we head over there and, and start doing all of that? I know we wanted to, like, keep distance, keep him away from the thing, but uh, how you want to go about doing that? Dude, I have no idea. I really don't care. <laughs> Pearl says, I, I think we should just do our thing. Right, well, that sounds he good. He hasn't even left his house yet. That's true. I think either way, we're good to, like, go down the bridge and everything, because it's either that or go back through Bolette City. We've been there already. But, you know, if we take more of, like, a roundabout way, we could, like, hit some more gyms on the way over there and do that, and then... Okay, okay, Luca, Luca, you're confusing me. Let me just see it. I'm a visual learner. He says, all right, you can pull up the app on your Pokegear, the, the town map app. I totally knew that! Okay, so I see what you're saying. <gasps> Truffle Town? Yeah, it's just on the other side of this bridge. So they have, like, chocolate there, right? Like a truffle? A chocolate truffle? Oh, my gosh. Do they have a chocolate fountain? Oh, my gosh. Is there a ton of chocolate? I, I don't know, but we <gasps> can find out. I need to know. What if they have a chocolate fountain? What if there are things called Oompa Loompas there? Do we need a ticket? I, 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 have, I have no idea. What if they have very gourmet food? Ooh, your french fries are in truffle oil. Ooh, that that sounds nice and fancy. Okay, I think we should go across the bridge. Okay. Stop at Truffle Town, All eat right. our faces off. I like that. Then maybe hit Tremella? I don't know what kind of food they have there, but there's that. But I think we should just kind of do a straight shot. There's plenty of towns on the way. Cool, that sounds good. And if we need to make a detour at any point, we could do that. We'll just kind of take it as it comes. Yeah, I totally trust your judgment. You're, you're a team. All right. So, you all are going to cross the bridge and head toward Truffle Town. Woo! Please have chocolate for me. So, with a plan to head down to Truffle Town, and then from there, who knows what, you and Luca speed down the Bolet Bridge. Woo! If you like to have some bridges and then go around and get the truffles that will taste good then come around to SS Speedmeister and we'll spin you around it's gonna be a good day with Pearl and Seely what is it what what is happening it's okay some words you'll never understand what all the some songs you'll never understand what all the words are it's a thing all right, sure, sure, yeah, okay. If you like blue bridges and... And then she just keeps she just keeps singing. <laughs> so the party right now is Celie, Fanta, Coco, and George Foreman. So you sent Sylvia back to the ranch in the transfer machine and took the non-combatant scarf off of Celie, essentially. Yes. And who did you bond with last night? George Foreman. Cool. When George Foreman went and talked to her friends and fam, she came back and she made me take a group picture of them all. <laughs> Absolutely. There's just a bunch of combi and one Vespiquin. Yeah, and it's like a family reunion pic. Yes. <laughs> They're all in very tiny t-shirts. Yes! Combi reunion. Yes! George Foreman reunion. Foreman family reunion. Yeah. Well, cool. Since 
George Foreman leveled up yesterday from that one fight, and since you actually made good on a promise to, like, come back and visit with her family and stuff like that, go ahead and make a loyalty roll from that long rest. You will add plus one from fighting a battle and finishing still conscious, plus four for bonding during the long rest, and I'll give you another plus two for fulfilling your promise. I love that. That's a 19, then. So what was Combi's loyalty level before? Zero. Great, so you rolled well enough that she is now at loyalty level one. Aw, great! So you get that loyalty increase plus the stuff you get from bonding regularly, which is an additional 10 temporary hit points and one point of inspiration for George Foreman. Awesome! Way to go, George Foreman! Okay, I feel good. Cool. After you all drive on the bridge for a little bit, it's not long before you see people who are sort of lined up, gathered along the bridge, and you come to the first person who sort of like stands in front of you on the path and holds a hand out with the other hand on his hip. He's wearing glorious shorts and a backwards baseball cap and a yellow shirt and some sweet tennis shoes. And he says, whoa, 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 what's going on? Whoa, this kid is powerful and I like it. Our, um, we screeched the SF Speedmeister. Hi, I hop out. I'm Pearl. Hi, I'm Joey. Joey. Yes. You're like an angry kangaroo, man. I'm an expert battler. Are you here to do the double bridge battle challenge? And double battle bridge? And I want to imagine all of a sudden Pearl changes and she has like a samurai headband and the wind is blowing and she like has two Pokeballs in her hand. She goes, oh, you know I'm here for it. You do like the Ralph Macchio Karate Kid thing. Yes. Where you just like find one of the little guardrail pole things and you just like hop up on the side. Yes, 1,000%. He says, all right, you know the rules. I never know the rules, and she does some cool karate stuff, and that's the way I like it. But, but, but maybe you should tell her the rules, uh, just so we're all on the same page about what's going on. And Joey has his two Pokeballs that he's holding out, and he says, all right, so the rules are one trainer versus one trainer. We each have two Pokemon that we choose. No subbing out, no switching, you just get the two. <gasps> After that, Whoever has both of their Pokemon faint first is the loser and doesn't get to go on for the prize. Whoa, this is intense. No subbing out? No, you just get the two. That's part of the double battle bridge challenge thingy. I don't actually, I just sort of, I, I only got here like an hour ago, so I've still been waiting for us to actually get things rolling. I'm not super clear about what the sort of structure of the thing is, but I'm here. Wow, Joey, that is a lot to take in. Okay, let's hit it. Ah! And she jumps off the light post stand. Roll initiative. I'm horrified. This is kind of actually scary. Okay, I think I've waited for this combo for a long time. Fanta and Coconut are gonna battle together. Power! I've waited for this for a long time. Powerful, powerful duo. Pearl has rolled a 17 and Joey has rolled a nine. So Pearl will be going first. How this is gonna work order-wise, normally there's like only action, bonus action, movement, whatever, for one turn of combat. How this is gonna go for this double battle challenge is that you will essentially have like two turns in a round. So you will have whichever of your two Pokemon has a higher dex score is gonna go first, and then their Pokemon with the higher dex, and then your second one, and then their second one. Oh, okay. Is sort of how that order is gonna work. Okay, so Fanta will go first. 
So you send forth Fonta the Combuscan, who like anime runs forward now that he has arms. He's got them just like splayed out behind him as he runs forward. Oh, this is glorious. And Coconut just rolls himself forward as well, a little bit slower. And Joey says, you fool, battling an expert like me, my Rattataz in the top percentage of all Rattataz. Go, Rattataz. <laughs> Go, Pidgey. <laughs> okay. Pearl just goes, whoa, this actually isn't more intense, but you guys look great. And she whips out the little crumpled map that Strangle gave her, the uh -huh. chart of all the types. And she looks for a second and she figures it out. So she wants uh, Coco to take on Pidgey and Fanta to take on the Rattata. Okay, Fanta, double kick. Roll the hit two times. That's an 18 for the first roll. Uh, uh, mm, yeah, an 18's gonna hit a rat attack. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your second one. Hold too. on, and the second one's 14. 14 will also hit the rat attack. Sweet beans! This is gonna be gross. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the way I like it. Okay, Joey, get ready for some punches like a true kangaroo! 15 damage, then. <laughs> <laughs> Also, guys, just know this was a complete shot in the dark, this pairing. So I'm really psyched about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't tell her who she was fighting. And then the second roll is 12 points of damage. So with both of those hits, that's a total of 27. Yes. Which is going to double, <laughs> oh, gosh, to 54, which is more than enough to, in one hit, do do <laughs> <laughs> annihilate. <laughs> This rat attack. And Pearl just puts her hands on her hips and says, Really? The top percent, huh? The rat attack like went flying back and like boofed into Joey and he like gets knocked back a little bit from it as he's like, Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Go, Coco. Await your turn. Good job, Fanta. <laughs> That's my wild chicken. You are for free range. Joey says, um, Gust? <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. That's a total of 18 to hit Fanta. Yes, that does hit. That's seven, and Gust is super effective since he's fire and fighting, and this is a flying type move, so that is going to be a total of 14 points of damage. Coconut's turn. Okay, Coco, don't be afraid. Thundershock. Pikachu! Roll the hit. 21. Yep, yep, <laughs> you know it will. It will do it. It's gonna hit. 17. 17, and that's with like your roll, ace trainer, stab, and your magnet, everything. Yeah. 17. Yeah. Which brings us to 34. <laughs> Jelly. <laughs> Is also enough to one hit KO this Pidgey. Oh my gosh. It had 32 hit points as this <laughs> energy shoots out from coconut and just fries that bird. I imagine. Pearl, just just for the effect, immediately puts them back into their Pokeballs and then blows the steam off of them. As a note, you remember how before your Pokeball for Fanta had that like burn mark in it? Yeah. That faded away. Oh, that's nice. Forgot to tell you that. No, that's cool. But ta -da. I just want the look of her bringing them back in immediately whoom, and then blowing the smoke off of them. Absolutely. There's a little bit of smoke off of Fanta's and a little like zzz, little static electricity coming off of... Uh, coconuts, your hair frizzes up a little bit. Yep. Joey puts both of his Pokemon back in their balls, and he's like, Oh, cool, so you're no joke, huh? No, no, I love to joke. But good sir, I am not a joke. Cool, um, well, I, uh, I guess I'll sort of 
just trail along to the end then uh, see what this whole prize is. They told us even if we lose, we should stick around and see the closing ceremony or whatever. So I um, guess I'll, and he like pulls out a little bandana from his bag and he gets a marker and writes on the bandana and puts it on a little stick. He's like, go Pearl. <laughs> um, and she strikes another karate, like double kick, you know, roundhouse. She goes, thank you, young Padawan. Continue your journey. And bows like samurai style to him, <laughs> still with the want, like you know, all the effect of yes. the, the uh, tie in her hair and stuff. Still very karate kid. Very karate kid still. Nice. Luca just looks over at him. She's like, "Oh, so what? You just in the fan club now?" Joey's like, "Well, if you're gonna get beat, you should get beat by the best." So uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one, Luca. That was so much fun. All right, you guys head down, and then. <laughs> You're walking in front a little bit, and Joey's just talking to Luca like, yeah, I mean, like, her being the best Pokemon trainer is the only logical explanation for how she beat my Rattata, so. Yeah, and I just imagine um, Pearl skipping. La, 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 la. Oh, so sorry. Before, while I'm skipping, I just remember I would like to stop um, by a lamppost real quick, heal Fanta with my healer's kit. Cool, totally. So that's going to be your one for this rest. It's a D6 plus four. Plus it's hit dice, which is six. So a D6 plus 10, essentially. That's um, 14. So that brings it back to full health. Nice. Fanta's feeling strong. Feeling strong and looking great. Do you want to keep Fanta and Coconut out there for this next one? Or do you want to swap one of them out? What do you think? We are going to swap. We're going to keep Fanta in. Okay. And we're going to bring George Foreman in. Cool. Swapping in for George Foreman. George might get an instant KO, but, you know, we'll see. Whatever happens, happens. Just trying to get George Foreman on that EXP grind. You know it. All right, so you set them in your party, and pretty soon as you all make your way down the bridge a little further, you see another trainer as you lock eyes from across the way. You see this girl. She looks very nice. She's just kind of been hanging out. She's got two Pokemon. She's actually um, playing with her Metapod and Kakuna that she's uh, just hanging out with on the bridge, and she looks over. She says, oh, hey, you doing the Double Battle Bridge Challenge thing too? You know it. And Pearl does like a sweet cartwheel over to her. Oh, awesome. Oh, <laughs> did you beat Joey? Oh, yeah. He's like, come on, Kinsley, be cool. It's hard to be cool when you don't have ice cream. Oh, man, now I'm craving ice cream. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Let's battle, Kinsley. All right, yeah, let's do it. Roll initiative. Pearl rolls an eight and Kinsley rolls a 19 for initiative. Wowza. Her Kakuna sort of hops forward a little bit first, since, you know, it doesn't have legs or anything. But it, so it moves as much as it can. And Kinsley says, Kakuna, use Poison Sting on that combi. That is only a three. Doesn't hit. Yeah, plus six is still only nine. So that, that ain't gonna do it. George Foreman just lifts up its swing his fly a little higher and dodges it. <laughs> just gets out of reach of yeah. the Kakuna. Yes. <laughs> Your turn. Pearl whips out the crumpled map again and the crumpled chart. She goes, ah, just a second. And she hunches over. Don't mind me. <laughs> we'll start with Fanta again. Okay. Fanta's going to attack Kakuna. All right. And give it a peck. Going to peck it. Yeah, peck it. 15. 15 hits. Woo. That's 15 points of damage. 15, so 30 total points of damage. Gnarly. Because that is super effective. Big hit. As once again, Fanta the Combuskin runs forward and just starts pecking like crazy at the Kakuna. And you see like little divots in its cocoon body. <laughs> that brings us back to Kinsley's turn. She says, oh no, Metapod, I, I don't like that. Bug bite that Combuskin, get it off, get it off. 16 plus will hit. Not a bad roll. That's a total of 14 points of damage from the bug bite. Why is everybody so afraid of Fanta? 
Well, now that I look at it, yeah, 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 I would be too. So powerful. Now, does Fonta resist bug-type moves? Oh, why, uh, yes. Yes, indeed. So that 14 is going to be half to seven then. Booyah! That ends Metapod's turn. George Foreman's up. Okay, George Foreman, use Gust on Metapod. Roll to hit. Nat 20. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Metapod. Oh, no. We are, you are getting flicked off this bridge. <laughs> I hope Kinsley can catch you. Oh I hope gosh. you are wearing a parachute underneath all that shell. So six plus three, nine. Double to 18? Yeah. All right, 18 points of damage is a respectable hit on the Metapod as it is still looking okay, but is definitely roughed up by that hit. It, it was a pretty big hit, especially for a very small bee. Yeah, that's right. But that's Combi's turn, which will take us back to the top for Kakuna, as there's just like a big pile of Pokemon who are just like all on top of each other right now. Since Kakuna was got up in George Foreman's business, and then Fanta ran up and started pecking it, and then Metapod got up on it, and then George Foreman's back over here. So there's just like a big clump of them. And in the midst of the clump, she says, come on, Kakuna, poison sting. That's another three. Sweet. That dice is going to go away. The poison was what I was most afraid of, too. But that's Kakuna's turn as the poison sting is not able to find purchase on Fanta. Fanta, peck! 19. 19 hits the Kakuna. That's right. 17. 17 is super effective, so that's 34 points of damage. As Fanta continues in the midst of everything else that is going on, just pecks the heck out of this Kakuna and decidedly KOs it. Yes, I knew it! Way to go, Fanta! Does a cool pose. Kinsley returns the cocoon and she says, oh this, oh, this doesn't look good. All right, Metapod, bug bite that combustion again. We got to get it out of here. That's only a five plus four is nine. Nope. Misses. Whiffed it. Process whiffed it. Combustion is like doing dance moves out of the way. <laughs> the Danny K bird can dance more Aww, now. Aw, yay. That makes me so happy. Buffalo's out of the way. <laughs> yes. Okay, Combi, got Ooh, that was not strong enough, and it was only a seven. Seven total will not do it. I think uh, Combi wanted to get dance along with with Fanta yeah. for a second. I'm like, no, wait, uh, all right, that was a good move. It was good. It was very good. Good choreography, guys. You look good. Nice. So now that Kakuna is out of the order, that brings us straight to Combuskin. Combuskin will peck. Pecking on the Metapod. Thirteen? Thirteen will hit. Oh, wow. We really pushed it. 13 points of damage. Super effective, so that's gonna double to 26, as Metapod is just barely hanging on still. Shuffle, flap, 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 plin, plin. Fuete, fuete, fuete. Get it with the fuetes. Immediately just goes and is pecking furiously at the Metapod, who is just like naturally trying to harden its shell, even though it hasn't had time to use the move harden. It's just trying to raise its defenses any way it can, as it is on its last leg or not leg because it doesn't have those, and it lashes out for one last bug bite. 11. Oh, it doesn't hit. Sorry, Kinsley. Kinsley. They've been rolling really bad. <laughs> As the Metapod has just been so weakened at this point, it's just struggling to stay up, much less actually make an attack. It's now your turn with George Foreman. Come on, Georgie, you can do it. Gust! <gasps> Nat 20. Describe. What does George Foreman do? I give the call to Gust, and Fanta and George Foreman, who have been in this choreographed dance together, they do the I've had the time of my life lift, 
<laughs> and I see it and I go, oh, we've had the time of our lives. And then the lift happens. And then Whipfanta spins George Foreman so fast that the gust gets an extra boost and just creams the bug with its bladed wings. Oh my gosh. Go ahead and roll the damage just, just for fun. Just funsies. for the fun of it? Nine. So 18 points of flying damage is more than enough. It only had two hit points left as Metapod gets whooshed back and falls on the ground in front of Kinsley. And she says, oh, man. George Foreman looks at Fanta um, deep down and then, like, realizes she, Georgie's wearing a pink dress and, like, takes it off real quick. <laughs> She's like, what's, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Wow, you guys make such a great team. Fanta, wow, you're a great team player. I, I always knew you had it in ya. As Fanta is like so pumped to be like fighting and doing cool stuff and have arms and be a happy <laughs> being. Have arms. Kinsley, you did a great job. Ah, oh, thanks, thanks. You know, it's, it's hard, I've been, Training these bug type Pokemon, I feel like they're really close to evolving. And once I've got a bee drill and a Butterfree, like, I think we're gonna do really well. We just gotta keep working hard, but we're almost there. I, oh. I can feel it, we're really close. Oh yeah, 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 you're so close. And then like, psh, before you know it, you're gonna be battling on like, trains instead of bridges. <laughs> battling on trains sounds really cool. Right? Like on top of the cars and like, woo. Jonah makes a note of that. <laughs> Kinsley's like, well, cool. Uh, can I follow along you guys then? I Looks like Joey's kind of doing that already. You mind if I just tag along to the end and oh, see what's going on? I would love it. Do you know what's really waiting at the end? What do you mean what's really waiting? Like any like more specifics on what this actual prize is? Why didn't we, is this advertised normally? Is it, does it always happen here on this bridge? No, I kind of just popped up today and we all happened to be in the area and we were training anyway. So we figured, you know, might as well. If there's a prize, it's an opportunity to do some battles and maybe get some money or you know, whatever the prize is. I don't know. They told us there was going to be like a cool ceremony at the end. And Pearl's trying to figure out who's behind this. Is there any insight that she can make on this? But obviously Kinsley doesn't know. So yeah, I would say that the best thing you could do would be try to insight Kinsley. But that she doesn't seem like a real source. She doesn't seem like she really knows a bunch. OK, cool, Kinsley. Nice. Yeah, I think there's just one more guy left before we get to like the end to the guys who are running the whole thing. Sweet, let's go. And she starts to skip. You continue further down the Bolet Bridge. The next team is gonna be Seely and Fanta. Awesome, are you gonna heal up Fanta at all or are you leaving him where he is right now? I'm leaving Fanta where, where he is. So you swap out George Foreman, who goes back into the Pokeball, brings Seely forward, who's been watching this whole time. She's still got her scarf draped over her, even though she's, you know, not a non-combatant right now, but she's got the scarf in the braid. She's like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. She's been like doing little golf claps for each battle and everything <laughs> on the sidelines. So fancy. Oh, oh. Maybe we get like gelato after this. Oh, 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 oh. I know, who are you kidding? We're gonna get ice cream. <laughs> I say we try new things, but like, let's be real. Okay, let's go. You all make your way to the next contestant on Double Battle Bridge. Woo! It makes me think of like Ninja Warrior. Double Battle Bridge. Double Battle Bridge. <laughs> Mount Midoriyama.
Hey, Daniel here from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go Podcasting Network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy. Thank you for listening to Postcards from Poa and Chris Campy Jr.